the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Woo! It's Friday night. right this is my america baby and nowhere i'd rather be that's right and i decided to fight for this country that's why i started doing a radio show and i'm just so glad to be here with you guys like i am every night of the week but especially on friday fridays are a fun day we've got our hero of the week and stink of the week coming up a little bit later on the show we got bob walters with us giving y'all all the lowdown of everything happening in our schools across the country he was the first bob i think i gotta i gotta pat myself on the back here right bob and i were the first to do uh, education segments and educating everybody and what's happening in in the non-education system, and he will be here with this latest news that you need to know about in our schools. And we've got uh, uh, some other interesting topics to share with you guys. But I got a little question for y'all, for all y'all out there. 888-344-1170. Who's watching the Oscars this weekend? Who even... (laughs) <laughs> who even remembers who Oscar is, right? I ain't talking Oscar Meyer the wiener. I'm talking the Oscars, 888-344-1170. Also, if you want to call in and tell me you got a hear of the week or stink of the week, we're going to play a clip here in a minute of somebody who's a nominee for that. All my all my topics, including Bob's, certainly uh, are, are will be contenders for hear of the week or stink of the week. Before I go any further, I already got an answer to that question from my brother. It's DJ Potato Skins. I have my veto pen drawn and ready, and I have only one thing to say. Go ahead. DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. The last time the Oscars were important to me, and I used to love them, don't get me wrong. The last time the Oscars were important to me was when Billy Crystal, yes. Robin Williams, and Whoopi Goldberg, when she was sane, hosted the Oscars. Well, actually, for me, it was Billy Crystal. When he got, was it Jack Palance who played Curly? Yes. And yes. City Slickers who came out and did the one-armed push-ups. Yes. I mean, Billy Crystal's opens, that's when, uh, before Hollywood was woke, that's when it was funny, that's when we didn't have everybody taking the stage. I used to look forward the, to them every right. year. Yeah, and even if you didn't know, which I didn't know half the time, what the what the movies that were nominated were just to see Billy Crystal's open exactly. to see the glamour. This was back when um, you know we we always wanted to see Cher in whatever crazy outfit she was going to wear. But then we also wanted to see at a time that was still when Hollywood actors were were still pretty much a class act at that point. And for the most they, part, I think that's true. And they were not um, and and they were not you know spending you know twenty four hours a day, seven days a week trying to tell us conservatives calling us ugly names all day long and trying to get us canceled and, and attacking us all day long. And that was that was a great time in that. Um, so they uh, it, and, and there weren't my lead story, but I might as well mention it. Um, and it, last year, 
at the heyday in the in the two in in the two thousands and in the in the nineties really was the heyday when Billy Crystal was hosting it. Um, they had upwards, of, I think it was fifty five million viewers. I mean, this was bigger than the Super Bowl. This was the biggest TV event of the year. The show. It was the show to watch. And um, last year, nine million viewers. That's how much it's tanked. Hollywood yeah, it surprise me. They have destroyed their own industry, and now they're about to put the final stake. Uh, what's the stake in the heart? Stake of in it? the coffin. Stake is, in the heart. Is that is for the for the vampire analogy. There, they've got something called Aperture Twenty Twenty Five. And I've got family working in the Hollywood industry, and this might put some of my family out of business. And let me tell you why. Under Aperture 2025, starting in 2024, producers will be required to submit a summation of the race, gender, sexual orientation and disability status of members of their movies, cast and crew. If a particular movie does not have enough people of color or disabled people or gays or lesbians working on the set, and what is enough is, according to this article, um, this is from L.A. Magazine, um, there's some kind of, quote, tangle of Byzantine formularies, then that movie will no longer be eligible for an Oscar. And you might say to yourself, well, so what? They don't get to be, you know, nobody's watching this anyway. Um, this this is will violate people's privacies. This will, this is based discrimination you who has been you mr um technical director who spent the last 25 years of your life building a resume and the skills to be technical director are white so we're not going to hire you now right that's the kind of crap that's going to happen you mr cameraman who spent the last 15 years of your life and has a mortgage to pay and three kids in school um you know building building you know a resume of being good on set you're white or you're straight so you know we now have to hire some gay person who's never worked on a set before never run a camera you know that that's where we're going here it's discrimination nonsense kill the oscars which it will well, it's gonna uh, kill, it'll the, kill the industry it's, it, that's that's yeah that's my point it's going to completely kill off the entertainment industry so um speaking of killing things off i'm trying to segue here you know this week there was a lot of discussion obviously about katanji brown jackson and um and some questions in related to uh, one of the things that didn't get a whole lot of play we talked a lot about obviously uh, her leniency not just leniency um but just complete sympathies to child predators the worst of the worst uh you know child rapist um but she also and Mitch McConnell pointed this out when he said he's not going to vote for her because it's clear that she's okay with packing the court when she was asked uh, a certain question she said that um she was honored to be nominated and to be on a court whatever the number was going to be. So she, clearly she's okay with packing the court. Well, you might say to yourself, yeah, but what's the chances they're actually going to get, you know, an additional, take take the number of justices from nine to 10 or 11. It won't matter if they can right now remove a conservative justice from the bench and then erase what is really kind of not really a, a conservative majority. It's squishy. But then it really won't be. But then it really won't be. And then they can get another far left activist on. Case in point, they are trying to launch a movement right now to impeach Justice Clarence Thomas. You're busy. I don't know if you heard this story. I knew he was ill. I didn't know they were trying to impeach him. Well, he's been released uh, from the hospital. What's been going on, and I've heard for a while that his wife, Jenny, who is uh, one of the reasons why they hate her is because uh, Clarence Thomas married a white woman. Let's just be straight about it. Straight talk. 
Um, she's also conservative. And the January 6th commission, and by the way, there was not one question of Kentaji Brown-Jackson about whether or not she thinks it's okay that Americans have been held without bail and denied due process, and we have political prisoners in this country. Shame on any Republican that failed to answer that, ask her that question. And mandates. Right? Yeah. They didn't ask her anything about the mandates either. Um, but, you know, I, I find it very telling. So, And it's because the Republican Party has been okay with declaring that anybody who questioned the outcome of the election in 2020 is a domestic terrorist. They're okay with that. Otherwise, why wouldn't they have asked her that? Why would they have not pinned her down? There was questions about due process. Nothing. No reference at all. You're going to talk about sentencing people, and you've got somebody who was on the sentencing commission, and you're not going to ask her about whether or not what happened to these to these uh, political prisoners is acceptable in this country? Nobody asked her, and they should have asked her, do you think it's okay for somebody to, to question the outcome of an election? Right? They didn't ask her that. And that's because the Republican Party with this January 6th commission is okay with declaring that those that question the outcome of the election are domestic terrorists and insurrectionists. Jenny Thomas... At the January 6th commission got a hold of some of her text messages. She text messages, text, texted uh, evidently Mark Meadows referencing the Electoral Act of 1887. And this was where um, there is a process in place under the Electoral Act of 1887 to question whether or not the electors, the votes counted by the electors and the electoral votes that are sent as part of the Electoral College, right? There is a process in place. This process in place um, under the Electoral Act of 1887, Greg Kelly did a great segment on this on Newsmax, hat tip to him. He showed footage today that in year 2001, after Bush v. Gore, uh, a Democrat woman comes forth, a representative from the House of Representatives from Congress, and says that I'm invoking the Electoral Act of 1887. I, I'm I'm contesting the electoral votes that were counted for the state of Florida. And in 2001, Al Gore stands up, right? Because Al Gore was vice president at the time, right? And he was running for president. And he stands up and says, do you have a senator who signed off on this? Is this in writing? And do you have a senator who signed off on it? No, I don't have a senator. So then she goes off with her tail between her legs, right? And we know what happened. So then... 2021, right? Um, just, uh, no, in 2017, the Democrats, again, in, in uh, 2017, Joe Biden's president, uh, vice president at this point, uh, Democrats come up and say, we're contesting the, it was, it was Raskin. Who, who knows who Raskin is, right? He says, you know, we're contesting the electoral votes in such and such state and we don't want them counted. And Joe Biden says, not, you know, Call the Capitol Police. This guy's a domestic terrorist and he's an insurrectionist. He says, do you have it in writing and do you have any senators that have signed off on this? No, I don't have any senators. Okay, well, skedaddle, bye, right? So, um, and then in 2021, here's where Greg Kelly says something that nobody else has said or had the guts to say. And we'll see if there's going to be any repercussions on him for this. But he says in 2021, Republicans... In Congress stood up and said, we contest the election, the electoral votes in six states, six or seven states, he says. And um, the question um, was posed um, by Mike Pence, who says, is this in writing? And do you have any senators to sign up off on it? And Ted Cruz stands up 
Now, you know, so now they got a problem, right? Because the same Electoral Act of 1887 that the Democrats tried to tried to implement multiple times in the past, um, they couldn't make it work because they didn't have senators. The Republicans are able to make it work because they have a senator. Wow. These shenanigans could have been stopped like that. Speaking of stopping, here's what Greg Kelly put out there tonight. He's the only one to say it. That was at the point in which the Capitol Police opened the doors and ushered in people into the Capitol. And he says that was meant not to start something, but to stop something. That's how they stopped the Republicans from being able to successfully implement the Electoral Act of 1887. He goes on to say something even more controversial by saying, and you know what really stopped this from happening? When they shot Ashley Babbitt. Andrea, that brings a whole new level to what happened on January 6th. Doesn't that it? Most people didn't know about. Is that not, did he not lay it out? I mean, I didn't what even actually know that. that happened? Mind. Did that not lay it out and tell you exactly what happened? So getting back to uh, Clarence Thomas, so they want to impeach him under the gr- grounds that his wife is an insurrectionist and a domestic terrorist because she was referencing the Electoral Act of 1887 and the Republican party has done nothing to stop this January. This January 6th thing was, a, was a cover up, a way to stop uh, what needed to happen, which is the electoral act of 1887 um, being implemented. Um, all right. We're, before we take a break and uh, bring in Bob Walters, we're going to quickly go to the phones. I think we've got a caller. David is on the line. He's got something he wants to say. Hello, David. Uh, thanks, Andrea. Uh, I heard you talking about Ginny uh, uh, Thomas, Clarence Thomas's wife, mm-hmm. and uh, what's disturbing about her. The um, you, you're familiar. You started talking about the uh, six or seven states, and it was seven states okay, where you. they created fake electors. They with the electoral college has delegates that come from each of the states. They're authorized to come from those states to act as uh, representatives of those states to the electoral college. The uh, Republicans, uh, Eastman, uh, the attorney Eastman, uh, came up with a scheme to come up with fake electors from seven states: uh, Georgia, Wisconsin, uh, Pennsylvania, Michigan trying to think of all seven. I think Arizona was one of them. And uh, the fake electors tried to get in the door, but they were barred. Now, Jenny Thomas was involved in that. And the fact that she was the wife of the Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas uh, is, isn't bad enough. But Clarence Thomas did what's called a uh, uh, shadow ruling which meant, which said that no evidence can be uh, given to the investigative committee in the uh, Congress. So Clarence Thomas tried to cover up the uh, the evidence that was to go to that 
uh, commission, the January 6th commission. He did the cover up that said that uh, the uh, the evidence can't be given to. Listen, uh, you know, I'm going to have to interrupt you there because I'm past the point of a break. And I've got I've got Bob Walters, who's a scheduled guest. And I didn't know that you were going to go off on this long, you know, uh, you know, thing on on Clarence Thomas and Jenny. So I just don't I don't have time to address your your assertions and I don't have time to hear any more because you've gone on for a couple of minutes. But I do thank you for calling. I appreciate that. Um, I do have to take a break and uh, move on to Bob Walters at this point. So y'all stay tuned. Bringing you 21st century common sense. It's the Andrea K Show. Connect with the show at ourfreenation.org. Andrea K, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show, Friday Fun Day. Listen, love you callers. Um, new rule here, we're going to have to have you when you call in, keep it really brief. Because he was made, the, the caller was, um, had some good comments, but he went on so long and, and talked so slowly. And then I, Andrea can't respond. Yeah. And then I don't even have time to respond. I will respond to, uh, to him next week. Um, anyway, interesting, uh, before I bring in my buddy Bob Walters here, and I might pose this question to him. I hate to put him on the spot, but I put out on Twitter, I asked the question, are you watching the Oscars? Yes, no, or are you kidding me? And not one, uh, the majority have said, are you kidding me? And I have not gotten a yes yet so joining me now is the aforementioned bob walters hey my dear hello hey watching the the movie star awards (laughs) thank you i didn't think you would be (laughs) all right so what you got for us this week my sugar dear well i got some good news um while most schools during the pandemic shut down or imposed severe rules on mask and distancing some stayed open with a few rules and restrictions Lewis Palmer School in Colorado Springs was one of those rare exceptions. With 6,600 students, they saw no child hospitalization, yet kept it in place, kept their place at 80% percentile on English and math. They didn't drop at all. Reading scores also rose while others were dropping in the surrounding districts. So this is a district that didn't have mask, didn't have sickness, and actually improved yeah yeah hashtag science right and they know this and everybody knows this and uh but you're the only one that i heard telling this story everybody knows in other words that no people don't know about this particular school district but everybody knows now that these mask mandates and all of this was you know was not about science it was about control pretty obvious andrea why this is in on the mainstream media Right. The narrative. Absolutely. I'm um, speaking of SCOTUS, by the way. Um, uh, Brett Kavanaugh went with the uh, majority, created a majority that uh, upheld the um, the Navy mandates, shot mandates today, by the way. What else you got for us? Well, OK, I've got the South Dakota governor signs a bill banning CRT based training at its universities. That's good news. Wow. Yeah, yeah, especially because it's at the university level. We're seeing a lot of people like Yunkin and others coming out and saying we're going to ban it at the local level, uh, K-12. But I I think this is the first ban I've heard of at a university level. Yeah, I think it is. Then you got Florida, not to be outdone, will require high school students to pass a basic financial literacy test in order to graduate. That's amazing. What what they're going to be teaching in order to get that degree it requires high school students to take a financial literacy te- class in order to graduate, including lessons on credit scores, <gasps> credit card debt, types of bank accounts, and how 
you're out of file your taxes. Andrea, oh, maybe oh. Congress should take these uh, same uh, requirements. Well, you know what? If we're going to have a federal, uh, a centralized Department of Education, I love this idea. Right. I mean, Bob, we, Bob and I, we, we've talked about this before, about this. This is basic life skills that we're not teaching. You know, not only are we not teaching reading, write, writing, and arithmetic anymore, the three R's, we're not even sending, uh, you know, 18-year-olds, adults into the world with a basic understanding of how to write a check and how to balance a checkbook and what a credit score is. I mean, these are crucial life skills, right? So this is just, this is such great. Man, that DeSantis is is just on fire. He's good. Then you got Kentucky House passed a law banning transgenders from competing in female sports. It just happened yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Kentucky House. That's awesome. law you got out of the house. Okay. Good news. Now, that's something else a little weird. It's, L.A. Unified School District feeds breakfast and lunch to hundreds of thousands of kids five days a week, even in the summer. Free health care clinics, housing for homeless kids. And if they need an abortion, they're even referred to Planned Parenthood at no cost. Scores are in the toilet and attendance has dropped from 600,000 to 400,000 at L.A. Unified Schools in the last five years. Amazing. So, well, you know, it actually, yeah, connect the dots, right? I mean, you know, all this money going for everything, but actually proper, you know, education. And it's just, you know, I, I read yesterday, I think L.A. County has lost almost 200,000, you know, residents recently. So, yep. you know, and you look at the homeless, add in then um, the cost of living, uh, the homeless crisis. I mean, why would anybody but the Hollywood elites who live live in their mansions behind their gate, their big walls and gates? Why, why would anybody be able to how could anybody be able to stand to live there? I agree. But anyway, it's a program to help families start planning for their kids to go to college. Not that every kid should go to college. Yeah them was given a $50 seed deposit into a bank account for their college fund. Every first grader in LA Unified School District, 42,000 of them. Wait, 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 let me hold, hold up. So uh, 42,000 kids got 50 bucks put in a college fund for them? Yep, they did. Nobody put 50 bucks in a college fund for me. I, c- I come up poor. My, I'm, I'm the daughter of two Marines. I know. Ten. Yeah, I didn't get 10 bucks. I didn't get 10 bones. I got nothing. It's- Savings account, and it's meant to create equity of all families, which is ridiculous. Well, equity, where's their equity? If there was equity, I would have gotten, you know, I went to college with a girl who got a Rolex as a stocking stuffer. You know, where was my Rolex in the stocking, right? That's equity. <laughs> there's no there's no such thing as equity. No, that's a false. It's it, Yeah. It, this is insane. And by the way, those 42,000 kids, some, some other taxpayer, hardworking person paid for that. Yeah, I agree. It's just unbelievable. It just happened this week. Like, never. where does this end? Suddenly, Bob went from the good news to the bad news on me. Now I got college crazy. <laughs> okay. Okay. Book has been slope, Andrea. Yeah. The demise of many public schools across the country, which have closed due to white flight, declining population, and perceived academic performance, plus charter school existence. But the big factor they maintain in this book that was just published is systemic racism is the reason some of these schools are shut down, particularly in the black community. They have disproportionately impacted black neighborhoods. He maintains this is a threat to democracy and reinforcement of racial and social class divisions. Uh, He concludes by saying that public education is a pawn of the powerful forces and is being used to perpetuate 
racial inequalities. Well, is he for school choice then? Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's so unbelievable. Those statements and comments he's making. It's like, you're kidding me. Yeah. Uh, well, then you got an article in College Fix, which is a, a magazine, mm-hmm. which asserted that the small number of physics degrees awarded to black students is due to continuance of white supremacy. Here we are back to racism again. <sighs> yeah, over and over. This yeah. stems from a study done at Seattle University, which says only 3% of physics graduates are black. But another study reported that the actual number is 22%. Okay. Are black. Yeah. So everything they're maintaining is false. But yeah. here again, physics is racist. So yeah. you got English racist, math is racist, music is racist, and now <laughs> even this is racist. Well, yeah. Well, you forgot the peanut butter jelly sandwich because in Washington State, I think it was Seattle, some school district, they said peanut butter and jelly sandwiches were racist. So Yeah, I read that somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Black professor in New York had given a speech maintaining that music theory is inherently white. But many professors battled against him, and he then sued the school for free speech. No decision yet, but there's a, a battle going on again about racism in very aspects of college life and, and beliefs. How can music theory? I'm not a musician. I had I had a boyfriend tried to teach me how to play the guitar and it didn't go well. Okay, I have no musical abilities. And, you know, and, and I don't look at it and go, there's some evil conspiracy to keep Andrea from being able to study music, right? Um, I, <laughs> yes. I, I, wow. It's just like, uh, where does this end? I mean... Anyway, then you got, here's another one. University of California at San Marcos is using race now as a condition for enrollment. <gasps> this is and, in our neck of the woods. This is just up the road from us. Governor Newsom. <clears throat> the university president signed an agreement for the next five years approving this with the Coalition of Black and African American Educators. It's a five-year agreement. Blacks, every black will be admitted in advance of any white applicant. Period. Flat out discrimination. That is somebody it needs is. to file a lawsuit immediately. That's illegal. By the way, that's the same outfit where Sticks took a class. Uh, uh, Dream, yeah. Dream a Moon was her name, this professor. Yeah. And it was it was an anti-guy class. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't, like that. yeah. <laughs> um, wow. All right. I think on that note, we're going to take a break. Okay. And but Bob is going to stick around and uh, we're going to continue with him. And then later on, we've got Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. And I got a clip for y'all for Stink of the Week. Bringing you 21st century common sense. It's the Area K Show. Connect with the show at ourfreenation.org. Andrea K. Bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do it while uh, cruising and perusing lots of food uh, pics on Instagram at the same time. All right, Bob Walters, you keep us going. Uh, we'll do it. A math professor at the University of North Texas was fired for refusing to participate in woke education and acceptance of microaggressions by the students. But a judge then found that the school had violated his free speech and were thus stripped of of immunity from his legal action that has been threatened to follow. So that's good news, I guess, but it's a sign of the times. Yeah, yeah, it is for sure. Then you got community colleges in California had an enrollment drop of more than 300,000 students in the past three years. Now, where was this? Uh, Community colleges. Community colleges. Okay. They lost 300,000 students in the past three years. 
The state gave them $120 million last month, but had no requirement that the schools report how they spent the money. It's all been spent, and there's no, and there's no sign that anything turned around. Anything got better. So we have no so, idea where over $100 million went. No. So guess what the governor's going to do? <laughs> I don't I can't even guess, man. He's going to give them next week $150 million, <laughs> again, with no rules or restrictions. Like <sighs> it's just crazy liberal thought. It's insane. It's literal insanity. Meanwhile, the police department here in Oceanside was handing out cash at gas stations tonight, which is more insanity. People, yeah, people are struggling, can't afford to, you know, pay, can't afford to drive their cars to get to work every day. Um, but we're just handing out money across the state like crazy. Yeah, it's, it is nuts. It's bad. All right. Then you got the California Department of Education published its second crack at the new mathematics framework to bring equity and eliminate achievement gap in the schools. Despite lots of public resistance and response, nothing has really changed from the original program. This, was a, this, this latest report is a 1,000-word report and provides a handbook for teachers who are expected to use to make sure that the new program eliminates discrimination and white influence. Here we're back to race again. Uh, I want to read this thousand page report because, you know, there's there's no justification for any of this. The 1619 project is 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 a bunch of um, word is nothing but word salad. You know, this is they they don't need to to type a thousand pages on, you know, on uh, on something as simple as the fact that they all they need to type is um, white people are bad. Well, and five of the 12 chapters focus on promoting racial justice, more race. It definitely would water down math and remove upper level math classes so that everybody has less math and no gap between the races. Nice. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's, 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 you know, under the guise of equity, it's let's remove any opportunity for anybody to excel um, you know, if everybody can't be Elon Musk and filthy rich, uh, then we're just going to make sure everybody's poor. Okay. Yeah. Listen up, Democrats. That's the play here, right? It is. I heard the other day that the woman behind the 1619 project is out there yammering that tipping is a nod to slavery days. I don't know, Bob Walters. Did the, did the slaves get tipped cash when they came into the dining room and, and put some vittles on the table? I'm not aware that slaves were ever paid anything. Not either. I saw that note. This is a bunch of not. It's crap because what they want to do is they want to remove anything related to merit, right? Because you get paid more money if you're hustling and doing a great job delivering good service, and you don't make money if you if you're not right. If you work hard and do do straight work, then you're a racist, and you should be stripped of your good work and the results of your effort. Yeah, that's that's what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, Get a little this next one. Private school teachers nationwide which we thought that's a nice safeguard for our students, (laughs) are implementing race-essential curriculum trained by a Black Panther member. Through teacher training lectures titled Cultivating Anti-Racism and Activists in Kindergarten, Decolonizing the Month, the Minds of Second Graders, and the White People Wait. Wait, did you say decolonizing the minds of second graders? 
Yeah, I mean, it's- when I was in second grade, I mean, I don't even remember. I've got I've got a niece that's going into second grade, right? I mean, and it's just like. You know, they, they play with stuffed animals and, you know, and, and, and climb trees and it, that colonization. I mean, come on. You know, it's just, it's such extreme. It's, and it's, guess what? The National Association of Independent Schools, NAIS, hosts professional conferences for teachers on these topics, including tips and how to avoid transparency with parents. That's shocking that the private school's organization is promoting this type of behavior and, and action. Well, private is school. it? Well, how much of these private schools? How many of them are getting tax dollars? Are any of them? I don't know if they or, are. Or no. is it just that these? That this is what's happened with um, teachers. That you know, I don't know if I, I. I didn't think that teachers in private schools were unionized, but um, but the bottom line is is just because the the message is from Bob here is that just because you got your kid in a private school doesn't mean it's conservative. It, you know these um, these communists are everywhere in our society, and uh, you yeah. know they're everywhere. I mean the the Pope is a communist. Sorry, Catholic friends of mine. <laughs> That's all right. Sacramento school. Teachers announced plans for a strike next week in their quest for more money, 14.6%, despite being paid in full for the past two years, during which they did very little teaching. Actually, this is good for the kids since there'll be no mask, no sex education, no indoctrination when they're on this strike. (laughs) Well, yeah, there is that. Then you got a grieving mother who claims L.A. County schools pushed transgender treatments on her teenage daughter, who then committed suicide. She'd been depressed, but the school did nothing for this and continued to get her transgender treatments, and she killed herself. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with the story. In fact, um, they it, it's kind of a complicated, long story, um, but they preyed upon this girl. She was depressed, and they said, well, you just need to transition. You need to transition, and your mother's not supporting you. Your mother is this or whatever, and if you'll, and if you'll run away from home— um, and go into foster care, then you'll have your transition surgery paid for. And this mom was not even allowed granted, you know, visitation. When she was finally able to get visitation, it was under the, uh, under the conditions that she not speak anything about God. Um, and, and um, you know, the, the girl ended up killing herself because, disgusting. Um, and it's absolutely disgusting. It's a story of this. It just goes to show that this has nothing to do with them caring about children and them living out the life that's best for them or their identity. It's about denying parental rights and it's about shoving transgenderism on society and they don't care what children they destroy in the process. It's a cultural Marxist movement meant to destroy every area of judeo-christian principles and traditional values and yeah. and, and, and 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 even children even adults that transition are still depressed afterwards and uh, the majority are and and suicide rates uh, among those that want to transgender they don't reduce once somebody trans i'm not explaining that right once they transition right i, I agree with you. it's just gone crazy yeah and- Parents should be on the look. Well, yeah, and the schools, as as you've reported many times, they're going out of their way to hide from the parents um, what they're doing. Yeah, even the private schools. Even the (laughs) private schools. Uh, Then you got the Tennessee legislature is considering a bill which would remove pornography from local school libraries. This would be great since 40 states have exempted public schools from laws prohibiting the distribution of obscene material. 
Imagine in 40 states, you can have all kinds of sex material in the schools with no penalty. If you go on the streets, you'd be arrested. Yeah, and that's why they want Katanji Brown Jackson on the Supreme Court because they yeah. want it. They want a rubber stamp on all this crap. So there's a war on on our, the hearts and the minds and the souls of our children in this country, and they want her to make it permanent. I know it's just then it's you disgusting. got a couple of new laws coming. Yeah, uh, somewhat alarming. SB 1302 would increase funding for wellness centers which promote sexual practices and harmful indoctrination. That's bad enough, but here's a big one. SB 906 would require California Department of Education to work with the Department of Justice to create a form that requires parents to disclose the number of firearms in their home before they can allow to bring their kids into school. Wow. It's none of their damn business. No. No, it's not. But, you know, the, the the left literally spends 24 hours a day, seven days a week thinking about how they can take our rights away from us. And they and they are not going to give up coming after our Second Amendment, coming after our guns. Well, that's why I urge everybody to look under wethekids.us and see how you can help your kids get a better view of the country and its history and its, and its proudness. And we've got two weeks left. Help okay. us get the initiative on the ballot. California School Choice. Dot org. Mm. We have over 1 million signatures, but we know that some of these are going to be held bad. So we need to get another eh, one or 200,000. we got two weeks to do it. Two weeks so, left. All right. Huh? Well, Bob Walters. And everything. Okay. Thank, thank you for all that you do. Great topics tonight. Great, great report. Appreciate you. Well, good up. Keep, keep up the good work. You're doing a great job. Thank you, dear. All right. We'll talk to you next week. And you guys come on back. We've got a couple of uh, uh, really bad stories for you for Stink of the Week and maybe a little Hero of the Week as well. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter and Instagram at Andrea K Show, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. Um, I got a couple stink of the week nominee stories here for y'all, but I am fresh out of ideas on here of the week. If you want to give us a call real quick, 888-344-1170. Yeah, let us know. I can't think you of know, one, Andrea. Not that stands out. Yeah. Um, so I'm, there, I'm sure that there's, I mean, this is the greatest country in the history of the world. The most philanthropic people, Americans, just have the biggest hearts of anybody in the world. And I'm sure there's some heroes, you know, out there. So uh, let us know if you know of anybody. Okay, let's get to the stinks. Let's get to the stink. Okay, so um, gas prices are just crushing single moms, low-income people, just people across this country. And here is what Jessica Yellen had to say today about it. Uh, listen, I there's a lot of uncertainty about it. Um, they're not as high in real terms as they were um, earlier, earlier in this century. And um, <laughs> stop, they, you know, stop. Earlier in this century, you mean when the when Ford came out with the Model T? Yeah, they're not. They're not as bad. Is that what she's talking about? That's Skip? all. I, I guess Model T was an expensive model to drive. Uh, well, I, I, yeah, I, I don't. I, earlier in the century, when you got, you want to go, narrow that down? When you well, when you got to go all the way back to earlier in the century to tr- to try to come up with, you know, some some uh, something analogous to how bad things are now. Wow. How out of touch can you be? But it gets uh, uh, even worse than that. Was Joe Biden today? 
who's over and we there for the clip. Uh, he's over there speaking to the 82nd Airborne, the U.S. military that is over in Poland. He's speaking them today, and I don't, I, I, I can't. I'm going to try to quote him here. We we couldn't pull the clip, so the blithering, blathering cognitively brain dead but even back when but before he was mentally in, you know insufficient or mentally deficient um cognitively deficient he's always been mentally deficient which is why he always had to plagiarize and why he's been nothing but a corrupt liar this is what he said today um you're you're going to see when you're there some of you have been there you're going to see women young young people standing in the middle in front of a blank tank saying i'm not leaving First of all, I have no idea uh, what he's trying to say here. I think he, I, I guess he was trying to come up with some kind of um, drawing some type type of comparison or analogy to Ukrainian people as being like in Tiananmen Square. But the salient point, the one thing that that you're going to see when you're there. So he's telling the 82nd Airborne that they're going to Ukraine and going to fight in battle. Freudian slip. Was it a Freudian slip or not? And so uh, the White House. Had to walk it back. Now, was it, this is this is the what's so dangerous about having somebody who's so mentally unfit for office? I'm old enough to remember when it was Trump's going to get us into the third world war and crash our economy. No, this is the idiot and the clown that's crashed our economy and has us on the brink of World War Three. They had, they had to walk back on on the on the press conference on his 100th day in office when he said, "Well, yeah, Putin's got going to invade. What he's got to? What else can he do?" They had to walk that back, and now they're trying to walk this back. Do you get how dangerous this is when the commander in chief of the United States of America tells the 82nd Division, 82nd Airborne Division, that they're going into battle in Ukraine? And you you out there, any of you hosts out there who call yourself conservatives that are beating the war drums, wake the stink up and shut your mouths. Because you're because you are we cannot afford right now. This man is commander in chief with the U.S. military we have right now being taken into war. It's time for the 25th Amendment. It clearly is. This man, it should never be speaking on a microphone again. Certainly not anything related to foreign policy. This is why I've been like, we must be careful. We must not allow ourselves in the United States citizens to be just emotionally sucked into something. Or, or we're looking at World War III here, and we're talking about nukes. It's crazy. All right, we got to come up with a hero of the week. I can't end on that note. I say Bob Walters because, you know, it's really what you guys do each and every week. It is critical, and that's how we begin in small ways to really take this country back. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, let's make it Bob Walters because what we what you don't know about Bob, most of you, is that he is a successful businessman. This is somebody who does this on his own time. And and many people out there, oh, I don't pay attention until it's election day. This is We need more people like Bob's. Instead of like we've got here in San Diego County where we've got so-called conservatives and Republicans, we've got over 200 seats, many of which are school board seats where Democrats are running unopposed. But Bob Walters gives his spare time to try to fight for our children, to try to fight for this country when too many of us don't. Bob's a patriot. Bob's a true patriot. And we love you, Bob, and we thank you. Hey, hat tip to all y'all. Have a wonderful week. Stay safe out there. We'll see you Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out.
Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.